Oh, my God. 
minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Wednesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. open desert tent history's children in every event are looking for a way to lighten up their load and brighter than the sun you shine Jerusalem you're on my mind you lift my soul you echo the divine providence that guides us so that we may teach and all may know the hand that may admonish or reward has given us this holy space Jerusalem to you I turn I trace my steps back to you now again Jerusalem is calling Jerusalem is calling
My snack falls on the floor. I say Baruch Hashem. My foot gets stuck in the door. I say Baruch Hashem. I miss the bus and I am late. I say Baruch Hashem. The line is long and I've got to wait. I say Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem. Good banner in between. Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem. No matter what my day brings. Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem. To all that comes my way. For all that happens comes from you. So Baruch Hashem, I say. Boys and girls, there are two magic words we say each and every single day. No matter what comes our way, it will always be okay. Baruch Hashem! If I lose my fluffy teddy bear, oh my I say Baruch Hashem. My friend doesn't want to share. I say Baruch Hashem. My baby breaks my Lego. Oh my I say Baruch Hashem. I am told the answer is no. I say Baruch Hashem.
Yeah. 
J.M. in the A.M. This court will please come to order. Mr. Rabinowitz, you are the foreman of the jury. Have you reached a verdict? Judge, Your Honor, we have been listening to the facts in this case for six weeks, and it has been a wonderful experience for us all. We, the jury, would like to thank you for the way you have conducted this case. Thank you, Mr. Levinowitz. But the verdict, please. Certainly, Your Honor. We, the jury, Mr. Cohen, Mr. Fine, Mr. Landsberg, the lovely Mrs. Belkowitz. Thank you, Mr. Robinowitz. You're welcome. Mr. Robinowitz, the verdict. Coming, Your Honor. Mr. Goldberg, Mr. Katz. Mr. Stein, Mrs. Cantor, Mr. I'm not lovely. The lovely Mrs. Cantor. Lovely. Mr. Rabinowitz. Mr. Finkelstein, Mr. Bloom, and Mr. Pinkus the Furrier. <laughs> Your Honor, the 12 of us have spent the past four days in the jury room debating this case. And we examined the evidence pro and con in backwards and forwards to decide in the American way, did he or didn't he do it? <laughs> Mr. Rabinowitz, the verdict, and now. Immediately, Your Honor. <laughs> we, the jury, after careful deliberation on this case, have decided we shouldn't make in. <laughs> <laughs> J.M. in the A.M. Yes, it's still the month of Adar, believe it or not. Wednesday morning on this 3rd of March, the 19th of Adar, Yom HaShvi, that song was by Gavriel Drillman. You heard Omer Adam and Tfilah, Rissi Sim, done by Raviv Kanner, Tani Polanski, and Long for the Day. Baruch Hashem, brand new from Uncle Maishi. If you purchase the brand new Uncle Maishi book or brand new Uncle Maishi CD, at artscroll.com, make sure to use promo code radio. Go to artscroll.com, always use promo code radio. Chaim, done by the Yeshiva Boys Choir. Avram Rosenblum's Jerusalem is Calling. And, of course, Regesh, Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. It's 32 degrees with 55% humidity. Winds are west at 9 miles an hour. Mostly sunny today with a high of 52. Then tonight, cloudy skies, a low of 37. Tomorrow, partly cloudy, a high of 45 degrees. Yerushalayim is at 55. We're at 32 here in New York. As we say good morning on a Wednesday here at JM in the AM, Lawrence Garbuz, who was uh, diagnosed on March the 2nd, one year ago yesterday with COVID-19. And um, became the first... Um, Name associated with the disease, the person who contracted the disease or was diagnosed on March 1st, thank God for them, it was not a serious case. His, on March the 2nd, turned out to be a very serious case. Now he and his wife, who have this boutique legal firm and who are powerhouse attorneys, are being honored by OHEL this coming Sunday night, and we get to speak with him one year later after his diagnosis uh, in the 7 o'clock hour this morning here at JM in the AM. We're looking forward to uh, 
speaking to him, not just about what happened over last year, but he has been, uh, he and his wife have been a really important part of a very, very critical part of OHEL's services. And we'll explain coming up in the uh, 7 o'clock hour later today here at JM in the AM. Uh, State Senator Simcha Felder is scheduled to join us. Uh, There are public officials now demanding an immediate federal investigation of the anti-Semitic incident which occurred on Frontier Airlines flight number 2878 from Miami to LaGuardia on Sunday. And um, Senator Felder is one of the um, public officials that is demanding an investigation. And um, he'll discuss the case with us, the situation with us, coming up in the 8 o'clock hour this morning here at JM and the AM. So plenty to do. It's a Wednesday. I am glad you've uh, joined us. Feel free to contact us by commenting on the app. You can uh, go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and the iPhone and comment away. That is one very effective way of reaching us. You can also use our email Address Nahum at NahumSiegel.com. Again, that is Nahum at NahumSiegel.com. Brand new Dovi Shapiro, JM in the AM. פעם לא פספסת את היום בשנה מעשים קטנים, אהבה גדולה לילות וגם ימים בכל מה שהיה ועכשיו אוסף את המילים אשאיר לך בחזרה אמא שלי רק בזכותך אני, מה שאני היום, ומה שיהיה מחר. אמא שלי, הכל בזכותך, הולך עם דמותך. ואת כאן לצידי, מרגיש אותך אוחזת בידי, אמא שלי. Thank <laughs> you. אוסף את הזיכרונות ושלח בחזרה. אמא שלי, רק בזכותך אני, מה שאני היום, ומה שיהיה מחר. אמא שלי, הכל בזכותך, הולך עם דמותך, ואת כאן לצידי. 
מרגיש אותך אוחזת בידי, אימא שלי. מה הסוד לתת לי לקחת ולהיות הכל בשביל כולם אם תלכי ולא נהיה Thank <laughs> שנוסענה קודש ברוך הוא, עשתו ידו. ציפוי ירד לא יצווח, אוי אפל לא יפרח, שוער לא יגעות, בפנים לא יופו, צירוף לא יאמרו קודש. היום אלוהי נזדעזע, הבריאי יועץ לא ידימרו. אלוהי לא שויסק ומחריש. כשנוסענה קודש ברוך הוא, עשתו ירוק. ציפוי ירד לא יצווח, אויף לא יפרח, שוער לא יגוהו, ופנים לא יפו, צירופים לא יאמרו קודוי. היום אלוהי נזדעזע, אמרי יויס לא ידיברו. אלוהי לא שויסק ומחריש.
שנוסענה קודש פורחו, אשא תוירו. ציפויר אין לוי צובח, אויף לוי פורח, שויר לוי גאו, ופנים לא יופו, שרופים לא יאו, אמרו קודש. היום אין לוי נזדעזע, הבריאויס לוי דיברו. אין לו אוי לו משוי סייף, ומחרי Thank you. 
רוח בעצי הים, בן דודי בן הבנים. הנך הנך יפה רעייתי, בת לצמאתך. הנך הנך יפה Thank you. בין הבנות, כתפוח בעצי היער, כן דודי בין הבנים, כשושנה, 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 כשושנה. Al-Hagova, Avshalom Katz before that with Kishoshana, of course, dedicated to Stacey Siegel, who's, uh, let's see, 
who's, um, <laughs> what was 2020? 2020 was our 31st wedding anniversary. So now we're approaching our 31 years plus five months, December, January, February, March. No, four months. Uh, 31, 31 dash four. Uh, so that's why we played <laughs> played it this morning here at JM in the AM. Ellie Marcus had Cole Torah, Dovi Shapiro with Ima Shali. JM in the AM Wednesday getting set for our news at the top of the hour from Galaital. Also want to remind you that our friends at Art Scroll have a lot of brand new titles. Rabbi Yechiel Spiro's To Light a Spark. That is brand new. My Pesach Kitchen. Recipes and photos by Fagy Murray. We're going to speak to her tomorrow, I believe, here at JM in the AM, if I'm not mistaken. That's available, my Pesach Kitchen, the brand-new Uncle Maishi book and CD. For all of them and for everything at artscroll.com, always use promo code RADIO. <clears throat> Best piece of advice I can give you. Go to artscroll.com, always use promo code RADIO. You'll get your nice discount, plus, of course, free shipping. Go to artscroll.com, and again, always use Promo code radio. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSingle.com, on the NachumSingle Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Wednesday morning with Galei Tzal in the background. We'll do our news from Israel coming up. 32 degrees, mostly sunny, and a high of 52. Clouds tonight, low 37. And tomorrow, partly cloudy, a high of 45 degrees. We're already in the month of March. Yep. Back in March. Remember what happened last year in March? Now we are uh, one year later. In fact, one of the best people to discuss that with, Lawrence Garbuz, is going to join us live via telephone about a half hour from now. And we will talk about what the last year has been like for him and many others. Galitzal in the background. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Wednesday follows next. We say Boker Toe from JM in the AM. צהל מירושלים השעה שתיים. שלום רב באולפן עמלי חביב פרגון עם מה שקורה עכשיו. סגן שר הבריאות יואב קיש מזהיר אצל אמיר איבגי בגלי צהל. אם נראה המשך עלייה במקדם ההדבקה, ייתכן שנעצור את ההקלות שתוכננו ליום ראשון. אנחנו מדברים על פתיחה ביום ראשון, אבל ביום חמישי יהיה דיון, נראה מה מצב התחלואה. אם נגלה שהתחלואה עוד פעם מרימה ראש ויוצאת משליטה, והיא כרגע במקדם הדבקה אחד. אף אחד לא יכול לדעת מה יקרה בעוד יומיים לקראת הפתיחה, אבל אם נהיה במספרים יותר גבוהים, אז זה יכול מאוד להיות שנצטרך לעצור. ומפלגת יהדות התורה התכנסה בצהריים בעקבות אירועי שושן פורים בירושלים. בסיום הכינוס קראו במפלגה לשקול את המשך שיתוף הפעולה עם ההחלטות של ועדת השרים לקורונה. מדווח כתבנו יניר קוזין. בישיבת סיעת יהדות התורה הוחלט גם כי תועבר בקשה ליושב ראש ועדת הכלכלה לבטל את תקנות הקורונה שהוטלו בשושן פורים בירושלים, ובכך להביא לביטול כל הקנסות שניתנו באותו היום על הפרת ההנחיות. עוד הודיעו חברי הסיעה כי ינתקו קשר עם כלי תקשורת המפרסמים תחקירים נגד המגזר החרדי כלשונם וקראו לראשי הרשויות לא לשתף פעולה עם המשטרה עד להתנצלותה על אירועי שושן פורים. החיסונים לפועלים הפלסטינים. לאחר לבטים הוחלט כי אנשי מגן דוד אדום יחסנו את הפועלים החל ממחר. הביא את הפרטים כתבנו לענייני בריאות יובל שגב. 
מחר יחל הפיילוט לחיסון הפועלים הפלסטינים, וביום ראשון ייפתח המבצע באופן רחב. בסך הכל יוקצו להליך 200 אלף חיסונים של חברת מודרנה. היום הוחלט כי אנשי מגן דוד אדום יחסנו את הפועלים, ולא חברה פרטית או אנשי רפואה מצה"ל. צוותי מד"א אף עברו הכשרה ייעודית לשימוש בחיסוני מודרנה. סערת פסיקת בג"ץ בסוגיית הגיור. השר לשעבר משה ניסים, שעמד בראש ועדה שגיבשה המלצות בנושא, טוען ביומן הצהריים. הרבנים הראשיים מנעו את קידום ההמלצות שהבאתי לממשלה. בג"ץ דחה ודחה ודחה את פסק הדין שלו, אבל הממשלה לא כיבדה את הדחיות הללו ולא הביאה את הדוח שלי לדיון. מי שתוקף את הבג"ץ עושה עוול. מי שעיכב ומעכב את הבאת הצעת החוק שלי לממשלה, במו ידיו הביא את הסמכות גיור לרפורמים ולקונסרבטיבים. וזה אומר הרבנים הראשיים לישראל. שני פועלים בני 29 ו-35 נפצעו באורח בינוני וקשה בעקבות פיצוץ שאירע במפעל בצומת צריפין. צוות מד"א שהגיע למקום העניק להם טיפול רפואי ופינה אותם לבית החולים אסף הרופא בבאר יעקב. כתבתנו הדס שטייף מוסרת שמחקירה ראשונית עולה כי הפיצוץ קרה ככל הנראה משריפה שפרצה במקום. ומזג האוויר ירידה בטמפרטורות, גשמים מקומיים ברובם קלים ירדו בצפון ומרכז הארץ. הלילה הגשמים התחזקו בעיקר לאורך החוף, מלווים סופות רעמים בודדות, והתפשטו בהדרגה עד לצפון הנגב. קיים חשש קל משיטפונות במדבר יהודה וים המלח. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד.
nice luncheon, isn't it, Mrs. Feldman? Very nice, very nice. <gasps> wow. Do you see who's sitting over there? Where? Over there. Oh, it's right. Helen. Tell me, dear. Do you believe that terrible, ugly story about her? Certainly. <laughs> What's the ugly story? I don't know. I thought you knew. I don't know. I thought you knew. But believe me, it's true. Mrs. Feldman, you look wonderful. That's a beautiful tan. Were you away? Yeah, we went to Aruba. Aruba? Where's that? I don't know. We flew. <laughs> That's nice. Say, I have good news, darling. Sydney and I are going to Europe. Europe? Big deal. I was born there. <laughs> Listen, I hear your husband had some problems with his business. Uh, I hear that a crooked partner stole him blind. That your husband had to fire the account and raise some fresh money. It's mm, true. On top of that, I heard uh, he had a terrible season, a flood, a fire. The employees were not on striking him. That's mm, true. Yeah, but I understand he got a new partner with a lot of money. He settled the strike and he collected the fire insurance. Uh, business is wonderful and terrific, huh? Then you heard about it, Mrs. Feldman. Yeah, but this is the first time I'm hearing all the details. <laughs> J.M. in the A.M. Yeah, it's still the month of Adar, all right. What can I tell you? <laughs> New York Boys Choir with Simcha, Ms. Marla David, done by Usher Sharf and Sons. The late, great Mutti Katz with Odi Shama here at J.M. in the A.M. Wednesday morning, 3rd of March, 19th of Adar. Good morning, all. 19 minutes after the hour. Hope you're doing well. Fine and dandy as we get closer and closer to the holiday of Pesach. Don't forget our friends at Aaron's Casino Farms. They have a they have a store that's being transformed into a, an actual Pesach superstore. That's what's so amazing about what they're doing. Aaron's Casino Farms in Queens. Everything under one roof. All your Passover needs under one roof. Take advantage. Like we do what we do. Take advantage of the fact that Aaron's has it all. Pretty amazing. Go to casinofarms.com, casinofarms.com, and um, uh, visit them there on Casino Boulevard in Queens, and you'll see it's a very, very good pre-Pesach move on your part to incorporate Aaron's Casino Farms, AKF, into your pre-Pesach schedule. This portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. Enjoy a 10% discount on all Abel's and Hyman products at kosherdogs.net with promo code RADIO. A&H has been serving the kosher world since 1954, and A&H products are available at Better Kosher Supermarkets Nationwide. Try A&H today. Lawrence Garbuz is going to join us. He's had quite a year, and he and his wife, Adina Lewis, are being uh, recognized this coming Sunday night at the Ohel Gala uh, for all their incredible contributions to the work of Ohel, and we'll explain what they do. It's pretty amazing. Uh, he'll be coming up next few minutes, uh, about 20 minutes from now right here. At JM in the AM. Our friends at Artscroll and Artscroll.com remind you that there are a bunch of brand new titles. Uncle Maishi's got a brand new book 
Uncle Maishi's got a brand new CD, both available at artscroll.com. Fagy Murray, who we're going to speak to, I believe, tomorrow, has a brand new cookbook, My Pesach Kitchen. Rabbi Yechiel Spiro has a brand new book, To Light a Spark. Go to artscroll.com, order all these new titles, and when you do, always use promo code radio. When you use promo code radio, you get a nice discount plus free shipping from our friends at artscroll.com. Go to artscroll.com. No matter what you order, no matter what it is, always use promo code radio. More coming up. It's JM in the AM.
was on my mind and I just can't swim The only way to win is to jump right in Some say turn around, turn around and fight them Some say close your eyes and pray Some will wave a big white flag Screaming with surrender Some quit calling it a day Just keep on moving, roll it on Don't stop for the ocean Keep on moving, waters fade away Keep on moving, roll it on Don't stop for the ocean Keep on moving till you find your way Just nothing about survival Some say Doesn't really pay Some hold on tight Screaming Can't change my nature Some say We just can't find our way Just keep on moving Roll it on Don't stop for the ocean Keep on moving Waters fade away Keep on moving Roll it on Don't stop for the ocean Keep on moving till you find your way Trust in him, waves are crashing, but we're coming in. Got my eye on the prize, won't stop for the lies. I'll be running down this path till he opens my eyes. Clouds are dark, I can't see a thing, but I wait to see the light that my faith will bring. Eighth Day Stars of Kosher Halftime Show 2021 uh, with Roland. Who just told me? Someone posted on the app the other day how they had just watched the Kosher Halftime Show one month later and how amazing it was. And I thank you for that. If you haven't seen it yet, go to Kosher Halftime Show 2021. You'll find it on YouTube, and you'll certainly find it on the uh, Nahum Siegel Network page on uh, Facebook. And uh, enjoy. It was really a fun 2021 performance, to say the least. Thank you, 8th Day. Thank you, Mayor Kay. Uh, Deddy before that with Key Haim. 
here at JM in the AM. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonishmas HaRav Zebner Yosef Alevi, and Zechonishmas Esther Basar Yosef Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. Rabbi Lozer once fell ill. Rabbi Yochanan went to visit him. He noticed that he was lying in a dark room. He was a poor man. He lived in a room without windows. Rabbi Yochanan then bared his arm and light radiated from it. He noticed that Rabbi Lozer was weeping. So he said to him, Why are you crying? Is it because you didn't study enough? Surely we learn that one who sacrifices a lot and the one who sacrifices a little have the same merit provided as long as the heart is directed towards Shemayim. Is it perhaps because of the lack of Parnassah, livelihood? Not everybody has the privilege of learning and wealth at the same time. Is it perhaps because of the lack of children? This is the bone of my tenth son that was buried. Rebelosa replied, No, I'm crying because of your beauty that is going to rot in the earth. Rabbi Yochanan said, On that account, you surely have a reason to cry. And they both wept together. Rabbi Yochanan then said to him, Are your sufferings welcome to you? Rabbi Loza said, No, not the suffering and not their reward. Rabbi Yochanan then said, Give me your hand. Rabbi Loza gave it to him. Rabbi Yochanan raised him and he cured him. The question is, if Rabbi Yochanan had such a power to extend his hand and heal a person, why did he ask all the questions? He could have just extended his hand in the first place and healed him. The answer is, if he would have asked first if he wants to get well, Rebbe Lozer might have said, no, just leave me alone and I'll die. He could have been so distressed because he felt that the Torah was far from him. He was poor and he had no children. Now, with the illness that he had and all of the pains and troubles, maybe he didn't have the power, the koyach, to go on. Maybe he just wanted to die. Because of this, Rabbi Yochanan began to take apart his troubles one by one to deal with each one separately until only the illness remained. And for that, he extended his hand to help him. Everyone has tsaras. Everyone has certain difficulties. Ein lecha adam she'ein lo yisurim. The Medrash tells us there isn't anyone that doesn't have some type of affliction. But when they're all jumbled together and you can't tell where one begins and the other ends, that brings a person to yeush, to despair, to throwing up his hands. It is our job in this world to make it easier for people to try and help them to understand their lives, to try and give them a better life, to understand that there is great hope for every person. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you Morning Chizik. Have a nice day.
new Project X with Ari Hill and Ellie Marcus together here on a JM in the AM Wednesday morning. This coming Sunday night is an exciting Sunday night. Our friends at the OHEL have their annual gala. OHEL's 51st annual gala entitled Celebrate Strength will feature guests of honor, Toby and Yoeli Steinberg and the Gourmet Glot family. The uh, Harvey and Gloria Cayley Community Impact Awardees, Adina Lewis and Lawrence Garbuz. The Nadiv Lave Awardees, Shani and Dove Weinstock. Shame Tove Awardees, Libby and Schleimy Dax. And they'll, of course, salute our uh, OHEL COVID heroes, the OHEL team of direct support professionals who have been nothing short of heroic during the uh, last year. You can join OHEL's virtual event this coming Sunday night. You could view the inspiring event. And remember, uh, remember when you uh, watch the event, literally because you are logged on, you'll be entered to win one of two grand prizes. 
First prize, a trip to Dubai with the itinerary curated by the uh, chief rabbi of the UAE, Rabbi Yehuda Sarna. And second prize, free tuition to OHEL's Camp Cayley for the summer of 2021. Information about all of this as we encourage you to join in to support OHEL and to be part of this coming Sunday night's gala. Uh, email gala at ohelfamily.org, log on to ohelgala.org, or dial 718-972-9338. We mentioned that uh, the uh, Community Impact Awardees are Adina Lewis and Lawrence Garbuz. They are a couple that live up in uh, New Rochelle and have a, uh, a law firm that has been extremely instrumental a really important part of one of the most important parts of OHEL services, which we will discuss coming up here at JM in the AM. On March the 2nd of 2020, which was one year ago yesterday, Lawrence Garbuz became the first person in New York to be diagnosed with a very serious case of COVID-19. And one year later, Baruch Hashem, he is on with us via telephone to discuss this coming Sunday night's Oh, hell, Gala. Uh, Lawrence Garbuz, a pleasure to welcome you to JM in the AM. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. How are you doing one year later? Uh, very lucky to be alive and very grateful for all that has happened uh, in terms of the care I've received and the love and support from family and friends, and that we're happy to have this conversation now a year later. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure you're extremely grateful for that, to say the least. As, as we might say in the vernacular, how long were you out of it? I mean, when you woke up, you had missed about how much time of this pandemic? So I was in a coma for um, two weeks. And prior to um, being placed in a medically induced coma, I was in a hospital for about three or four days. I have no memory at all uh, for about two and a half weeks um, uh, while I was um, getting increasingly uh, weaker and sicker, and of course the coma, I have no memory at all. Uh, and as I slowly woke up, uh, my wife had the uh, very difficult task of telling me uh, that the world, and New York City in particular, and my community in New Rochelle, had been plunged into this pandemic, um, and I couldn't believe some of the things that my wife had uh, had mentioned. For example, I had uh, my father's yard site uh, soon after uh, I, uh, I came out of the coma and uh, was anxious for there to be a minion. Uh, my wife had to explain to me that there was no minion, uh, right. and that there was no perm, uh, and I just couldn't, I couldn't comprehend it. Yeah, we couldn't believe as we were experiencing it that that a synagogue of ours here in, in any neighborhood around the world, which is open 365 days a year, three times a day, uh, could ever be shuttered down and closed. And and sure enough, that's exactly what happened. I can imagine how startling a revelation that and many other things were for you uh, when you woke up for that coma. I I obviously want to get to Ohel and and to the amazing work you and your wife do, but I'm just curious, and you, you don't have to answer this question if it's a medically sensitive one. Uh, but but do they know why you were the first? I, I would have to assume that at some point the assumption is you came into contact with somebody who came from some part of the world. Are there any theories about that? There's no look, lots of theories. We don't know. Um, you know, I during the period of time I stayed in the New York metropolitan area, and uh, I've thought long and hard where I could have possibly have been infected. And you know, quite honestly, I I, I don't know. Um, and, um, you know, I was the, um, 
unfortunate one to get it, um, but mm-hmm. as I like to describe myself, I was the canary in the coal mine. Yep. Um, when I was diagnosed, uh, everyone very quickly found out that um, COVID was here uh, and that it was time to very quickly um, uh, take those precautions that were necessary in order to avoid uh, you know, the spread um, of, uh, of, the, uh, of COVID. And uh, as I think you pointed this out, unless the Wall Street Journal did, I don't remember you know, who, I, I, who mentioned it in the article in yesterday's paper, but um, uh, the reality is it's very possible that many other people in the New York area and other areas were infected in January and February and simply didn't know it. I mean, I have relatives who, you know, at this point swear that they had symptoms in January that were, you know, flu-like, but likely at that point were COVID-19. So you're obviously being recognized as the first serious case in this area, but many others may have had it before you. Exactly. Um, I, too, have heard of um, many people who have um, unexplained illnesses January and February, people that we know personally. Um, and uh, I guess I was the one who uh, was diagnosed uh, uh, first. So I give uh, lots of credit uh, to um, my uh, to my doctor. Uh, I give credit uh, also to my wife, who was sort of smart enough to realize that there was something uh, there was something wrong um, as as it relates to what was happening to me and you know how I was uh, deteriorating so quickly. You're, the other family members who had it in your immediate family, thank God, did not have it nearly as serious as you did, right? Right. I have uh, four children. Two um, did have COVID. Um, they had a significantly milder um, um, uh, case of, right. of COVID, uh, and I had two who were abroad, um, uh, two were in Israel at the time, uh, and they um, they never got it. Um, and uh, even though they came back to New York, um, they uh, they fortunately never uh, were infected. Um, and finally, before I really do get into this coming Sunday night, and the well-deserved honor for you and your wife and the incredible work of OHEL, and especially the, the, the piece of OHEL that you work with, which we'll talk about in a moment. I need to, I need to convey and get a reaction from you about your community. Uh, I, I know that you know <laughs> certain communities could be scarred for life after being you know, designated and publicized for an extended period of time as the epicenter of the start of this disease. And in in my estimation, and from what I observed, the way the young Israel of New Rochelle and its leadership and its rabbi and the people that they uh, that they um, were helped uh, were helped by, uh, whether it was the National Guard, local officials, uh, other residents of New Rochelle, etc. Uh, uh, and and remember, we didn't have to deal with Purim last year. We were in Shul Purim last year. In New Rochelle, they were not, and that was a difficult situation between Megillah reading, Mishloch Manos, and everything else. With, oh, and they were more isolated. They were more isolated. You know, a week later, the whole world was in that situation. At that Shabbos, though, Shabbos Zacher, they were, they were alone in all of this. Anyway, my point is, I, I don't know if a community could have responded and dealt with this situation from top to bottom the way your community did. And I would assume, after examining this situation now for the last year, you would agree with me. I couldn't agree um, more with you. New Rochelle is a very special place. The shul, the young Israel of New Rochelle, um, from uh, the uh, lay leadership, uh, Rabbi Fink and Rabbi Axelrod, and just our community here in New Rochelle, the love and support uh, of friends um, for uh, me, my family, uh, and for each other. Uh, I think a year uh, now looking back, 
I think that the community has really exemplified uh, what it means to reach out and care uh, and to really feel um, uh, to, uh, to, to, to be there for each other. Um, my family and I are very fortunate to be part of this wonderful, wonderful community, and I think that they way, that the way that they have conducted themselves uh, truly is um, um, uh, remarkable and really a condition. Yeah, we, uh, we know a lot of families in your community, and you've described them well. Lawrence Garbuz is with us. He and his wife, Adina Lewis, are being recognized as coming Sunday night as the Community Impact Awardees named for Harvey Olava Shalom and Gloria Cayley at the OHEL 51st Annual Gala which we call Celebrate Strength. And I will toss in after this whole discussion over the last few minutes that they, of course, in addition to all the honorees, will be saluting the COVID heroes of OHEL. OHEL's team of direct support professionals are, uh, in fact, in the category of heroic, real heroes of the last year. And uh, they are going to be recognized as coming Sunday night. We encourage everybody to place journal ads, to register for the dinner. You'll be part of that uh, big raffle uh, if you're uh, logged on on Sunday night, go to ohelgala.org or dial 718-972-9338. How many years have you been involved with OHEL? At least 20 years now. I've had the um, uh, the pleasure of working with uh, the leadership at OHEL in terms of caring for those who are most in need. Now, I will tell you, I mean, Ronnie Hirsch, David Mandel, and many others over the years have described the Lifetime Care Foundation, and I believe that's the part of OHEL that you deal with the most. And, and the reason I think it's so significant and that this audience needs to pay attention to this is because when it comes to immediate needs, you know, this person, this family, this community needs something now. There's an emergency. We're really good at responding. But often when it comes to uh, what might be needed in the future and what we might need to consider in terms of someone's lifetime care, very often that gets overlooked. So I feel that Lifetime Care Foundation, I remember when it was founded, I remember the first interview we did about it, uh, the Lifetime Care Foundation is one of the most important parts of OHEL, where they're going to make sure that when parents are gone and siblings are either gone or not able to help out with someone who really needs to be uh, to be taken care of financially and otherwise, the Lifetime Care Foundation will be there for them. And you, if I have this correct, with your wife, your law firm, essentially on a pro bono basis for all these years helps the Lifetime Care Foundation set up what is necessary for the residents that I described. Does that basically descri- uh, describe the the uh, the uh, work that you've been doing with them over all these years? Absolutely. Um, when I would meet with families together with um, um, Lifetime Care Foundation, and I, I do want to point out Rabbi Simcha Foreman, who for many years right. was with Lifetime Care Foundation, Correct. Um, that we were uh, looking to do plans for family members that went out 20, 30, 50 years uh, in order to make certain that those who were most vulnerable uh, were taken care of in terms of uh, dealing with parents with a disabled, special needs individual. Um, to make sure that that person was protected, safe, and secure. And I'm sure it provided tremendous gratification that an estate plan had been developed, that we had used everything in our uh, toolkit, so to speak, uh, to make certain that um, the individual was protected. And also, let's be honest, um, to the extent that there were resources, to make certain that those resources were protected, both in terms of preserving uh, benefits that they were entitled to receive in terms of needs-based 
governmental benefits, but also to make sure that it was protected from other individuals um, who may have nefarious motives um, in uh, trying to access those funds um, for themselves. So it did really involve a, a comprehensive approach, and I, you know, I am thankful to my partner and also uh, to all of the colleagues at Lewis and Garbuz who have worked together with me for so many years um, in addressing this most pressing need. I appreciate the sensitive manner in which you describe it, but uh, but frankly, th- there are a lot of people out there trying to get people's money. They're trying to get innocent people's money. They're trying to take advantage of people, especially people who it's easy to take advantage of. Uh, it, it must be really difficult because not only are you dealing with all the legalities and everything you need to set up to make sure that person is financially stable for the next many decades, but you have to fend off family and friends who, you know, might be interfering under the guise of trying to help out. Sure, absolutely. As part of the planning, we certainly want to make certain that um, the uh, individual with special needs is safe and secure. Um, and uh, But sometimes there are people who come out who feel a sense of uh, entitlement, and I think entitlement uh, is, a, is a dirty word, um, that people feel that that money belongs uh, to them for whatever legal theory. Uh, and then you have to litigate, uh, and then sometimes the courts need to get involved uh, that these, these funds, this money really is intended for a particular individual. It needs to be held in a trust. Uh, and when it comes to that part uh, of the legal work, uh, again, very fortunate that our firm is able to um, protect the individual and go to court as necessary uh, to make certain that those people who uh, want to do harm uh, are uh, unsuccessful uh, in their objectives. How does a firm gain a specialty like this? Oh, I've always wanted to be a trust and estates lawyer, even before I went to law school. Hmm. Uh, and just the uh, sort of a funny story that I like to tell is that my first day of law school, uh, I was uh, sitting next to uh, a federal law student, and I was explaining how I wanted to do uh, trust and estates, and I wanted to uh, care for people and work for families. And I gave a whole story, uh, first day of law school, as to what I wanted to do. And that law school classmate that I was speaking to is Adina Lewis. Uh, <laughs> and she and I have uh, developed uh, over 20-plus years this firm. Uh, and I'm very fortunate to call her my um, – that she's my wife, she's my partner, um, and uh, I'm really very happy what uh, the two of us have created uh, over these many years. And she was your caretaker at a very difficult time. <laughs> she, she, she did her all, yes. In American medical history, uh, this pandemic. Oh, Hell's 51st Annual Gala. This coming Sunday night, please, please be part of it, everybody. I, I mentioned last week when Yaeli Steinberg was on, it's such a critical year to be there for OHEL. We sometimes think after being isolated for a year that organizations in our community are doing nothing, that they are dormant, and it's just the opposite with an organization like OHEL. They redoubled and retripled their efforts to be there on behalf of people. So please, it's a really important year to be there for OHEL. Uh, you can uh, certainly pay tribute to Adina Lewis and Lawrence Garbuz, the award- Community Impact Awardees, and to all the honorees by going to ohelgala.org or by dialing 718-972-9338. Now, somebody who's not under the OHEL umbrella, somebody who's, you know, regular person in our community, how can they take advantage of your services? I, and I don't mean information. We'll do that a little later on. We'll find out from you exactly how to contact you and your firm. But 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 there must be regular people out there who need your services. Who would be in that category? 
every person over the age of 18 uh, is somebody who needs to speak to a trusted estate's attorney uh, to make certain that their affairs are being taken care of. Um, and uh, many individuals think that you need to have a certain level of resources in order to engage a trust in a state's attorney. It's not true at all. Um, if somebody were to become disabled, become ill, we want to make certain that there are appropriate um, documents in place called advanced directives. Uh, if there are funds, we want to make certain that there are um, uh, that there's a will to direct where the individual wants those funds to, um, to go to. But most important uh, is that every parent with a child under the age of 18 needs to have an appropriate will in order to direct legal guardianship in the event that something happens to them and they, are, they need to designate who will serve as legal guardian for their children. Um, if a parent passes away, a child under the age of 18, the courts have no idea what the parent's uh, desire was in terms of who to serve as legal guardian. Um, and the only clear way to do that is by means of a last will or other estate planning documents. Now, Unfortunately, over the uh, span of 20-plus years, I have seen a lot of individuals who have uh, tried to do it on their own. Uh, and unfortunately, doing it on their own creates more harm than good. And uh, I would encourage people to go out, meet with an attorney, talk to an attorney, and get it done. It is so very, very important. So, if God um, forbid, if God forbid, a couple—and I'm, I'm being dramatic here because I think it drives the point home and really could help save the future of certain families. But if a couple perishes in an accident, which is not so crazy that these things happen every day, uh, you know, today, and they leave children under the age of 18, what would happen to those children if there's no specific directive from those parents? Um, the courts will have to figure it out, um, and sometimes grandparents try and uh, duke it out, so to speak, in terms of who's going to uh, raise the children, maybe it, it gets, siblings. It gets, very, it, yep. it gets very messy, it sounds like. Extremely, extremely messy. Um, and it's really something that is so avoidable um, in terms of, you know, get it done, get the estate planning done. And, you know, uh, when somebody comes into my firm and they sign the necessary documents, the, the look on their faces, the sense of relief, this is something that they needed to do. Yeah. They can now cross it off their list of things that they have now done. Uh, is just absolutely, absolutely wonderful. Um, I would be remiss uh, just with respect to the OHEL dinner if sure. I didn't mention um, that the um, one of the speakers, uh, the keynote speaker, if I may, um, is my wife. Um, and she's really going to be talking about her experience. And her experience touches upon absolutely everything that's happened over the span of this uh, past year um, in terms of how she dealt with it, uh, in terms of uh, the services that OHEL uh, provides, in terms of um, just what happened uh, and how, as a parent, uh, as a spouse, how she was able to spring into action, talking to uh, doctors in really the most critical time um, to make certain that those uh, treatments that I needed were done um, immediately. Um, and um, and um, And because of 
my wife's ability to speak on my behalf because I have, of course, done an estate plan uh, and I've appointed her, uh, I think, a smart choice on my part to make those types of legal decisions. She was able to engage in conversations with doctors and medical staff uh, and even on financial needs. Uh, she was able to talk to people with respect to uh, financial matters um, and I couldn't have picked a better agent to make those decisions for me. Because in a regular situation, someone has a stroke, a heart attack, they're somewhat disabled, and now a relative walks in and wants to speak on their behalf, it makes it much easier when officially they're allowed to speak on their behalf. Absolutely. Uh, and if there are the, the, these documents are not in place, yeah. um, then the only way that person could, in theory, speak on that uh, um individual's behalf might be the need for a guardianship and that's a that's an ugly uh, term and right. it's, a, uh, it's a proceeding we should always try and avoid you know we all love our families but it, after speaking to you it sounds like if you really love your family you'll take the time to we will take the time to you know do these documents set things up and make sure they're taken care of you know no matter what the situation is that arises that's right just just get it done um yeah. And particularly this year, um, I think we all are cognizant of what's happened yeah. and you know, get those planning documents done. And I'm glad you mentioned that your wife is speaking on Sunday night. I think there are a lot of people anxious to hear her and this whole journey and everything she went through. I mean, uh, uh, you know, uh, there's a certain status that, that she and you, you know, have obtained now in our community because of the circumstances, unfortunately, that you all went through. But I think people are really anxious to hear from her and uh, from the perspective of, you know, it's one thing to be the person. And believe me, I'm not minimizing you being in a hospital bed. Uh, but, you, but you know that when it comes to the support system and the caregiver, very often that's a, a situation that gets overlooked, just how you know difficult the situation they're in. You know, we know how difficult the situation the patient's in, that we get. But sometimes we, we don't realize how difficult the situation the caregiver is in. So Sure. The superhero really is uh, my wife, Adina Lewis. Um, but uh, I encourage people to uh, participate in the dinner this uh, Sunday night, um, uh, give to OHEL, uh, and listen to what she has to say. It's really very insightful, uh, you know, her words that she wants to share uh, with the community. All right, two more things, Lawrence Garbuz, and I appreciate all the time this morning, and thank God you sound great, by the way. I'm, I'm, sure, you you. I'm sure you like hearing that, right? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I do, thank you. <laughs> it must, must be a great feeling when people say to you, you sound great. Uh, number one, how do people get in touch with your firm? If people now want to take advantage of what you and your wife uh, and your partners and everybody at the firm does and, uh, and in, in a way pay tribute to all the help you give to the Lifetime Care Foundation at OHEL, how do they reach you? How do they uh, go ahead and take advantage of your services? Well, you can call us directly, of course, and you know, there's a whole staff that's able to address questions. But the best way probably is um, our website, uh, www.lewisgarbuz11lettersnospace.com. Um, and uh, or people could always Google my last name, G-A-R-B-U-Z, and that will direct them uh, directly to uh, our website. And you know, we're happy to uh, to speak to um, to uh, anyone um, to uh, address questions and see if we're a right fit. And finally, uh, after what you said about the tree in your front yard and your greater appreciation for it, now that uh, you've survived COVID nineteen, please God, I don't think you'll mind addressing this question. I think it's a really important point for our audience and uh, for all of us together. We spent a lot of time together. We as an audience, as a people through this forum, we've been together and very close for the last year throughout this entire episode. And we've lost, frankly, a lot of people. All of us know people, most of us know people who are close to us in some way, friends, family, etc., 
that did not survive this terrible pandemic. And it's been a, and, and it took a particularly, as you know, a particularly heavy hit on uh, the Jewish community. Some might say specifically the Orthodox Jewish community in many neighborhoods uh, that are tuned in right now. What could you tell us about appreciating life? What could you tell us about the, uh, about uh, finding out on a regular basis about those who were perishing from this disease and appreciating the ability to breathe clearly and to make it through a regular uh, um, average day um, in light of the circumstances? Oh, I think what I would say is that we all need to slow down a little bit. We all live busy lives. There's lots of things that we need to do uh, over the span of 24 hours. Uh, and 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 I do think that um, if we uh, are careful in terms of what we do, uh, we're diligent. And if we just uh, are able to sort of think and come up with uh, a plan in terms of all those things that we need to do in a given day, um, and uh, take care of those things. You know, we can really see the beauty that, you know, Hashem has created for all of us. There's a beautiful tree in my front yard, and I walk by that tree uh, thousands of times, and I've never appreciated uh, as much as when I was finally um, discharged from rehab and I came home and I saw this beautiful, beautiful tree, and I said, oh, my God, there's these wonderful things in the world, uh, and uh, it's time to time to slow down and appreciate more. And, um, but it is heartbreaking. Um, it's been a horrible year for my family uh, as well. Um, yeah. uh, my wife lost an uncle, Professor Mark Steiner, who lived in Yushalayim, a wonderful person, uh, who hopefully we hoped had many, many more years. Uh, and it's a sad year. We need to reflect, but we need to also go forward. Um, and I hope people go forward um, um, in, in a way that's healthy, um, that we are there for each other, um, and I really hope that this horrible pandemic goes away um, as fast as possible. And I can't imagine that the odds were with you, so I'm sure you recognize just how lucky you are. I am. I'm very lucky. I can't thank you enough for joining us this morning. Thank you so much for being part of this. And Mazal Tov, and please send our best regards to your wife, and we anticipate her speech on Sunday night. And Mazal Tov to both you and her on the award. Thank you. My pleasure. Uh, information about the Louis Garbuz uh, law firm, uh, and the work that they do, as we described during this conversation, you can go to their website, lewisgarbuz.com, L-E-W-I-S-G-R-A-B-U-Z.com. Uh, and uh, there's information there on the website. We encourage everybody to pay tribute to uh, uh, both Adina Lewis and Lawrence Garbuz and all of their all of their colleagues who are being recognized as awardees this coming Sunday night, including Toby and Yoeli Steinberg and the Gourmet Glot family. Shani and Dove Weinstock, Libby and Schleimi Dax, and of course, OHEL's team of direct support professionals who have been on the front lines for the last year. It's now March 3rd. Remember Purim last year was March 10th. Literally a year. Unbelievable. It's all happening Sunday night. Go to ohelgala.org. Get your journal ads in there. Register for the event. You'll be registered for the raffle. You can win a trip to Dubai. Um, you can email them, gala at ohelfamily.org, or if you want, you can call them at 718-972-9338, 718-972-9338. Let's make sure we're all logged on this coming Sunday night, participating in a uh, really important, yet another important Ohel Gala. Wednesday morning broadcast, you are listening to JM in the AM.
Lay, 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 lay,
JM and the AM, Atata, done by, uh, <laughs> I don't know if I pronounced that properly, uh, done by Avramo Avram Fried, Eitan Katz before that with Shuvu. Someone said I misidentified the website for the Louis Garbuz uh, firm. I apologize. I mixed up two of the letters. I, I think just, you know, not on purpose. Anyway, information about the uh, law firm of Adina Lewis and Lawrence Garbuz. It's uh, lewisgarbuz.com, L-E-W-I-S-G-A-R-B-U-Z.com. And again, I thank him very much for joining us this morning. Everyone support OHEL and the event on Sunday night. It is going to be a good one. Um, I mean, the last few OHEL galas have been amazing. Uh, last year was spectacular. Uh, and this one, even though it's a, a virtual one, they've set up a lineup that's uh, that's really potent. So get ready to enjoy an online presentation this coming Sunday night and uh, support OHEL. This portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abel's and Hyman Kosher Hot Dog Sausage in Delhi is the world's best, serving the kosher world since 1954 and available at better kosher supermarkets nationwide. Try A&H today. Uh, it is that time of year again, tax time. Are you ready? Isn't it about time that you went to a firm that does more than taxes? Rosenbaum Financial Services. Under the leadership of our wonderful friend Ralph Rosenbaum is that firm. Taxes play an integral role in all of life circumstances. We're able to identify planning opportunities based on information within your return. This is, of course, Rosenbaum making the uh, making the pitch. They are able to identify planning opportunities based on information within your return. To learn more about Rosenbaum Financial Services, taxcpa2.com, taxcpa2.com, or call 1-800-829-2722. In addition, all who uh, call or email ralph at taxcpa2.com, ralph at taxcpa2.com, you'll get your no obligation research on the dirty dozen tax scams to watch out for. So email Ralph, Ralph at taxcpa2.com. Simple as that. And um, a big thank you to Ralph Rosenbaum for all of his amazing help and friendship here at uh, the Nahum Siegel Network. Uh, well, I got to call your attention to what's happening at Aaron's Casino Farms. Not only do they now have a one-stop, all-under-one-roof Pesach Superstore, because they basically took their incredible supermarket and transformed it into a under-one-roof, one-stop shop Pesach Superstore. They've also posted online, if you go to the website, casinofarms.com, they have posted a uh, an amazing list. I think it's 27 pages of basically every item they have in the store for Pesach uh, as an easy way for you to place your order online, as an easy way for you to, to check out what they have before you get to the store. It's really amazing. Uh, so you'll see, when you get to the store, Aaron's Casino Farms on Casino Boulevard in Queens, they have created a one-stop shop under one roof for everything you need uh, in the world of Passover. But beyond that, they have created this list online, which makes it really easy to order online and, of course, to keep track of what you need and what you've already gotten uh, between now and Pesach. So check it out, casinofarms.com. And, of course, visit Aaron Casino Farms for the best Pesach superstore ever. Can it be done in their own supermarket? Well, they've proven it. The answer is yes. It's pretty amazing. 
Big thank you to Aaron's Casino Farms. And uh, finally, I um, finally I wanted to mention that uh, uh, that shopeichlers.com came through. The box of absolutely beautiful, and I mean absolutely beautiful, um, cutlery, um, um, serving sets, paper goods arrived in our home yesterday. And we are set in that department, all courtesy of shopbyclothes.com. You should check out the tab on their website uh, with all the paper goods and stuff. They have so many wonderful serving items and um, and uh, wonderful uh, uh, cutlery and uh, uh, plates, bowls, etc. all ready for you for this coming uh, Pesach. Also, right now, until March the 10th, 20% off of Pure Gift. It's a big sale on washing cups. A lot of people like to have new washing cups for Pesach. Uh, a lot of people like to have a different one or a new one for each year, whatever the case may be. They have everything you can imagine, uh, from the Lucite to the stainless steel to every type of washing cup available. I think, what did they write? I think they wrote over 200 washing cups. Anyway, check it out. Go to shopbyclothes.com. Remember, they have same-day delivery. Bar Park, Flatbush, Williamsburg, Crown Heights, Staten Island, Queens, Five Towns, Far Rockaway, Muncie, Monroe, Teaneck, Lakewood, Toms River, and Jackson, New Jersey. Shopbyclothes.com. More coming up. You're listening to a, what is today, a Wednesday morning edition of JM in the AM. By the way, tomorrow I get to um, <laughs> – tomorrow I get to talk a little bit about Israel baseball. Yeah. The Israel National Baseball Team will actually have some type of update tomorrow. And also tomorrow on this program, our friends at Art Scroll, our friends at Art Scroll um, have arranged for us to speak with Fagy Murray. Fagy Murray is going to join us. She is author of the cookbook. She is author of the cookbook, My Pesach Kitchen, Stress-Free Recipes Your Family Will Love, Recipes and Photos by Fagy Murray. Now, the reason I'm making a big deal about this is because, as I said earlier in the week, I will ask her the question of all questions. How dare somebody put the words stress-free and Pesach on the same cover? <laughs> so... We will ask her that question. <laughs> we will ask her. By the way, we really will ask her that question. And many other things. Tomorrow morning, 8 o'clock hour, My Pesach Kitchen, stress-free recipes your family will love. Fagi Mari will join us. If you want her brand-new book, My Pesach Kitchen, if you want the brand-new Uncle Maishi book or Uncle Maishi CD, if you want the brand-new or by Yechiel Spiro book, To Light a Spark, go to artscroll.com right now. Go to artscroll.com right now. Make sure to use promo code RADIO. Don't make the mistake of going to artscroll.com and then forgetting to use promo code radio. Don't make that mistake. <laughs> More coming up at JM in the AM. Here's Eliyahu Chade and Aryeh Kunstler, brand new at JM in the AM. Shelly 
in the AM. There we go. Brand new with uh, Aryeh Kunstler and Eliyahu Chait. A song entitled Oto Chalom here at JM in the AM. Our amazing friend, New York State Senator Simcha Felder is with us live via telephone. He was uh, one of the very outspoken public officials 
when it comes to truth and justice, you know that Senator Felder is going to be outspoken. He reacted to the video that many were uh, watching around the world from that Frontier Airlines flight and expressed how uh, upsetting and disturbing it was. In addition to that, he um, wrote a letter to Senator Schumer and to others demanding an immediate federal investigation of an anti-Semitic incident which occurred on Frontier Airlines Flight 2878 from Miami to LaGuardia this past Sunday night. I think this audience, the majority of this audience, likely knows exactly what we're referring to, especially since it came up in conversation yesterday on the air in the uh, 7 o'clock hour. Uh, New York State Senator Simcha Felder, an honor to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Well, thanks for having me, and it's good to be back. I appreciate that, and uh, we have not spoken to you since Hanukkah. Uh, it was mid-December when uh, uh, your father of blessed memories uh, synagogue had the fire. Uh, how's everybody doing at this point, just a couple of months later? I think, Baruch Hashem, everybody is coping, I would say. I would say that's a good thing. Right. That, <laughs> a difficult situation. circumstances, and th- yeah. And thank, yeah, God health- and thank God health-wise, nobody was affected by the episode. Baruch Hashem, absolutely, you're absolutely right, and we are very thankful for that. Over your years in public service, and boy, you've been uh, servicing the public in general and our community for so many years at this point, you've seen a lot of things, and many of them result, unfortunately, in anti-Semitic reactions by people in different venues. Tell me what you think of Sunday night's episode aboard that plane. I I just, if you don't mind, I just want to preface what I'm about. I'm about to answer you, believe it or not. But but I wanted to preface it by saying is that you and I have had these conversations many times about how important it is for people in general, and of course for an elected official, to be careful about accusing people of anti-Semitism or racism or anything like that. Right. Because if you just do it all the time, then it becomes meaningless. Right. And then it doesn't mean that, you know, uh, this particular issue has been very troubling to me, specifically not only because of the video that you see of whatever happened. Number one, we keep on seeing incidents of these sorts. It's not like an isolated thing that happens. Every few weeks or months or whatever else is another story. Right. Is another story. That is a problem. But for me personally, I would say to you that Mr. Joseph, who happens to be a one of the most well-respected professionals. He's a real estate professional. He does tax work. He does a variety of different things. He lives in Williamsburg. I happen to know him, and he called me, and very calmly, I wish you, I wish your listeners could have heard him describe what happened on the plane. And he wasn't screaming. He wasn't crazed or anything. You know, very calmly, but very disturbed about what happened. And whether you like it or not, you know, if you know the person and you know what type of person he is, and he's telling you that we did everything to comply in every way and that there was a 15-month-old baby that they refused, they refused to let them, you know, to leave this baby alone, right? You know, they, yep. Uh, 
Yep. I, was go- I was going to say they should have dealt with the baby directly. But, <laughs> but, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. what's this? What's this all about? What's this all about? And unfortunately, as a result of the incidents that have been almost become a something that's acceptable, that when you when you hear it, you know I, what I Nachum, I can't. I can't be but human. That's all. You know, when I hear the whole thing being repeated to me, uh, you know, slide by slide, I would say, by the person that I know, you know, that so obviously it takes on extra meaning. And I would tell all your listeners, you know, sometimes we as people, you hear a story and, uh, human nature, you say, so, well, did it really happen that way? Was it really this way, that way, the other way? Was it so much so? I That's why I am so infuriated in this case, because I know this fellow, and if it, it almost feels as though it happened to me directly. Yeah, but you know what it reminds me of, by the way? And, and again, people listening around the world may not be that familiar with the uh... With, with Senator Felder and how he represents our community so well all these decades. But, again, uh, to say it differently than you said it, you, you tend to not overreact to episodes like this for the reasons you stated. And it reminds me of the famous episode where you are 100% positive that you heard a certain police chief say something about the Jewish community, uh, who then went ahead, of course, and denied it. And you were emphatic about the fact that you heard it and that it happened. And the fact that you reacted the way you did after knowing how reserved and ultra-reserved you make sure to remain in situations like this because you don't want to cause any type of chal Hashem, I think is what lent that situation and your claim so much legitimacy. And I think this is similar. If, uh... Yeah, that you have a good memory. And in fact, in that case, Many of my colleagues and other people in government were calling and saying, you know, let it go. It's not a big deal. The end result was that that particular uh, chief was penalized by they took away weeks vacation and others. He was found guilty. I mean, it wasn't my imagination. Right. You insisted on it. I remember that. Right. So so what, what we... You know, I the reason that I love you so much is that when we have discussions, you always put me and other people on, you know, on the hot seat. <laughs> and, and, and you say at the end, of, like at some point, I'm waiting for you to say, so what are you going to do about it? You're probably the only person I know who publicly acknowledges liking the hot seat. That's funny. Before we address that, what about this flight crew uh, reaction where apparently they applauded, exchanged high fives, one allegedly said a job well done to those Jews? What about that piece of the whole all thing? Of that, all of that is part of the story. All of that is part of the story. But when I spoke to I would just say to you that when I spoke to Mr. Joseph yesterday, and I wish, again, I wish that every one of your listeners knew him half as much as I know him, and they would be infuriated because he's such a nice, professional person. You're, just not, you're, you're convinced he handled it in a gentlemanly manner is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. So... 
the the point the point being is that we we we're not interested in just screaming about what's on the we don't want it to happen again right and the only right. way things like this don't happen again is if something is done about it that's why he asked senator schumer and especially now in his position he has even a much much more uh, very, yeah. very, yeah, yeah respectable position that he's had more power, Senate as Majority well Leader. as we wrote the Secretary of Transportation and the Attorney General of Florida. We're asking them for a simple thing: don't believe Simcha Felder, don't believe Nachum Siegel, don't believe Mr. Joseph or anything like that. Investigate it investigate it and find out what the truth is right and if we are right then do something about it and if something gets done whether whether people uh, want to like us don't want to like us we want to make sure that things like this don't happen again have uh, has the united states secretary of transportation who frankly should be sensitive to bias situations or the florida attorney general or the United States Senate Majority Leader uh, Chuck Schumer, have they responded to your plea? So far, I haven't gotten any response, but but we don't mind. Uh, we we will badger them. We'll, until we'll, we we'll, get a response. we'll wait a few more hours if we have to to get a response. Yeah, we will badger them. <laughs> maybe that's a you know maybe they're having a long breakfast. Whatever it is, I don't I don't I, I at the end of the day. It, it, this is not about my COVID. It's not about respect for me. It's not even about respect or decency for another human being. It's about doing what's right and what's appropriate. And we want to make sure it doesn't happen again. That's yeah. what it's all about. In general, the, uh, the airlines, uh, I, I, I guess because of the uh, autonomous uh, the autonomous nature of the leadership on an airplane, let's put it that way, uh, it always seems to lend itself to very sensitive situations. It's not the first time that we've seen Yeah, that's that, a good point. Yeah, that's that a very, very good point. It's yeah. not the first time we've seen it. And by the way, another thing, when it comes to COVID regulations, we pointed this out yesterday on the air, when it comes to COVID regulations, it's not just the Jewish community that's... Uh, that is targeted. There are other communities that uh, we've seen, you know, videos of people bursting into homes because there was a suspicion that they were having too many people gathered in the house. And we've seen, uh, you know, prayer groups, even outdoor prayer groups, not in the Jewish community, but outdoor prayer groups in the non-Jewish community uh, suffer at the hands of authorities because they were gathering to pray. You know, I mean, we, we've seen this, you know, again, this is a this is a combination of two really sensitive and in many cases absurd situations. Number one. Uh, the extent to which the COVID rules are being enforced, uh, and number two, you know, when when someone has an opportunity to target certain people, they take advantage of it. Yeah, it's a good thing you don't live in my district because <laughs> then I'd have to be worried about my job because you are always articulating points much much better than me. That's but but uh, I would just suggest that at a minimum, your listeners should not use Frontier Airlines. Right. Or they the, don't have to, I would just say, they don't have to give Frontier Airlines the benefit of the doubt over Mr. Joseph and his family. Right. 
Use some other airlines, and I'm not saying that that, that they're all they're all great. Right. Or at least, or some, at least, or at least at the minimum, express the frontier your your uh, hesitation to use them and why. Very good, right. very good. Yeah, yes, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, who wants to get and stuck I, in a flight with that crew? Right, right, you know. right, right. Well, I just I want to thank you for always bringing these issues to the forefront of. The news, well, once, it's once, very once I saw you took action of contacting officials in Washington, I said, oh, boy, this must really be uh, a, a serious case uh, when it comes to targeting Jews. I, I, I'm going to ask permission. I don't, you know, when somebody sends me something, even innocuous, I don't share conversations that people have with me, even if it's about the weather with somebody else where somebody calls me up and starts talking and then i repeat it i mean what what kind of crazy thing is that but i'm going to ask mr mr uh, joseph if he's well allows me at least to send to you the ta- i have a voicemail the first time i didn't i couldn't get to the phone in time of him talking and describing you will plot you will plot by listening to this man describe what went on. I want to hear his account, and that would be great if he allows yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You will plot. Senator Felder, it's a, uh, I, I mean, this is not This is not for today, but it's a different New York State Senate than when you first entered it, right? Wouldn't you say that? Oh, without question. Yeah, it's a little without bit different. Question. In, in general, what's happening in New York State, I, I need to get you in here for a sit-down conversation to discuss <laughs> all the public officials that are now leading us in New York State. It's a very, very interesting landscape, to say the uh, least. Oh, uh, what can I tell you? What can I tell you? You know, I remember in Yeshiva, and and believe it or not, I don't I don't remember much of what went on in yeshiva, except for the many times I got thrown out of class, unfortunately. But I do remember always hearing almost every Rebbe at some point saying about the generations that have declined, the generations that's going to there is the generations that decline. Lahav, though, I would just say, if you talk about generations declined, even in terms of government, we are in in a very very serious time in many many different ways, and we must continue to daven and pray that Hashem protect us and just take care of us. Uh, just I, I totally I, I totally agree with you, but I would add that we've seen such a decline in the way those uh, leaders are covered as well by the media. And I think that, that and, I, and, I, and I'm not, and I'm not justifying anyone's behavior, etc. All I'm saying is that it's not only those who uh, are in leadership positions, those positions that have declined, but the way they're covered and spoken about and publicized and and disgraced publicly sometimes, again, l- legitimately or not, uh, that's not the discussion, uh, has also declined over the years, and, and unfortunately, I think, and I think our community suffers a bit because of that as well. So you're you're ab- you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. I thank you, sir. Oh, by the way, I thought of you on Friday because uh, my kid, my kids, who of course you know are, are all of driving age now. You know, so so what's the big discussion in the house every day when you're a Manhattan resident? All, alternate side, right? So, so on Friday on Purim, they said, "Oh, yeah. I just discovered yeah. there's no alternate side." I said, "Yeah, the Felder Law. Yeah. Come on." All right. I, well, I, you know, that's a good thing for you. Uh, again, another compliment to your listeners. Take for granted. 
that Nachum likes ending the conversations on a positive <laughs> note to talk about good things. And we take it for granted today uh, that Purim alternate side is, you know, is suspended. That's right. That for many, many, many years, that was not the case. And it was a big fight. And as a result, in part of Lunar New Year also being a holiday that right. did not have salt and it suspended, we were able to work together with then Councilman John Liu right. uh, to do both. So that's good things, and good things are coming and are here all the time. We should just be aware of them. I, I, was, I was just, I was horrified that it was possible that my children would think there was alternate side on Purim at this point. <laughs> forget forget about the fact that they didn't know it was named the Felder Law. I mean, right, I mean, right, you know, that, that, right. And it's a halbert, sorry, you know what I'm saying? Uh, that's right. That's right. Uh, yeah. uh, Senator Felder, you're the best. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. Very welcome. Have a good day. Very, the Honorable Simcha Felder, state senator in New York, and fighting in a really sensitive situation with this Frontier Airlines thing. Let's see if Senator Schumer or any of the other leaders that have been contacted will respond today. I think it's high time they do. 13 minutes before 9 o'clock. More coming up. You're listening to a uh, Wednesday morning edition of JM&AM. Keep in mind, tomorrow we speak with the author of My Pesach Kitchen. Fagy Murray is going to join us tomorrow morning right here at JM in the AM. Uh, book available right now if you go to uh, artscroll.com. Book available right now if you go to artscroll.com. Make sure to uh, use promo code radio whenever you visit artscroll.com. More coming up at JM in the AM.
אנחנו מודיעים בצער רב על פטירתו של מרן הראשון לציון, מועצת חכמי התורה, הגאון הרב חיים עובדיה יוסף. תלמיד עומד לפני הרב, כל כולו האיר כמו מלאך, כמו שמש בזריחה, בתוך חדרו ישר. תורת באתי לפניו, כבן עומד לפני העם, והביט עמוק בתוך עיניי, וראיתי אהבה קרב כל יהודי, כילד יחידי, וכל אחד בוכה עליו, אוי, מרן שלי. אבא של כולם, עולם כולו אבל כל כך כואב, אבא של העם, נחמו לי ידידיי כל ישראל. Israel, as it is, we will go. 
Maran Shalit, it's Yaakov Shweki, Benny Friedman before that. want to remind everybody that Partners in Torah is encouraging you and everybody to become a mentor in the Partners in Torah system, enhance the life of somebody who wants to know more about our heritage and tradition, and enhance your own life as well at the same time. No joke. Uh, PartnersinTorah.org, PartnersinTorah.org, or you can dial 1-800-STUDY-42, 1-800-STUDY, the number four, and then... The number two. Achena, we Yisrael and Achena, brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSegal.com and the NachumSegal Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing Wednesday here at JM and the AM. My thanks to Lawrence Garbuz. My thanks to the Honorable Simcha Felder. Tomorrow morning, Fagy Murray. Author of My Pesach Kitchen. Go to artscroll.com, use promo code radio, get the brand new book. You'll hear the interview tomorrow morning right here on JM in the AM. Have a fabulous Wednesday. Till tomorrow, Malcolm Siegel reminding you remember the past, live the present, and trust the future. Mm-hmm.